Good afternoon, everyone. It's post launch party for Office Hours on Apple TV, and we're here with the Inception Show, the Office Hours with my man from New York City that was out in California just a few hours ago. And there he is back at home. Craig Siegel, the Eagle, flew all the way from LAX to New York City to make the show again. Thanks for joining me, Mr. Siegel. Thank you for having me, uh, you handsome sandwich-eating amazing person. It was great to see you yesterday. I'm excited to be here today. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, well, this is what created the show. Great people and great guests like you. But here we are. I'm got that's a, our, our backgrounds are so cool, Craig. They look fake. But this is really my office, and that's really my background. I can open the door and, and prove it to people if they don't believe me. Hold on. A lot of people think it's a, a green screen, but it's not. I, that's a real door. So anyway... Uh, Yanni Rubin is in the house, and he's CEO of Margin, M-R-G-N. Um, and Yanni, man, you missed a huge party. So you're going to, now that you're part of the Office Hours family, you're going to have to come back out and uh, see what we're doing. Uh, you're in the business of financial oversight uh, to small businesses. And I always talk about small businesses, market, the market makers, Margin, uh, require that financial oversight. And Craig comes from that background as well. So this should be a really interesting conversation. What are some of the unique business and critical business issues in financial oversight with small businesses comparatively to what we see, you know, obviously in the public sector and bigger businesses? Well, one of the biggest issues is that we don't have all, all enjoy offices in large, uh, beautiful SoFi Stadium right now, which is the only condition of me coming to office hours is in person at SoFi. You got uh, it. But- it's done. It's done. It's done. <laughs> No, I appreciate you having me, Craig. It's great to meet you. I'm in New York City, too. We should have done this in the same place. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've been I've been with small businesses my entire career, my entire career, primarily with uh, tech startups and biotech startups, uh, always having to bang my head against uh, against the wall regarding financial oversight because we can never afford a CFO at that early stage. Um, whether I've been with traditional SMBs, being in uh, in hospitality, food and beverage, retail. And everybody seems to suffer from the same problem that no one wants to solve, which is if we can't afford a CFO, how are we going to get the insights that a CFO would otherwise give us in order to help us survive those first two grueling years? That's what it really boils down to. Great value. Yeah, I love this stuff. And and from I didn't know you were in New York City, but that's also we should definitely connect, Uh, you know, from being in, in the financial industry for a long time. I understand the impact that this could have. And the truth of the matter is, is. A lot of people are good at business, but they may not be 100% accurate or understand exactly what goes into like being a CFO, so to speak. Um, but there is something to be said about relationships and so forth. So you guys are obviously doing really cool stuff. And what I love about what you guys are doing is you don't really have to be uh, that entwined or in tune, so to speak, with how it works, right? You could be a novice. Um, is that accurate? That is exactly how we built the platform. It's meant for entry-level novice people. Um, whether you're a CEO, a GM, a director, if you're a single person owner of a hardware shop, a pizza shop, it doesn't matter. We built this so that it speaks in layman terms for you. You don't have to know anything about finance. In fact, we're actually going to teach you along the way. Um, and so that you can go into a, a bank loan officer's office, for example, and actually speak intelligently to your finances. Uh, and so, yeah, we built it specifically that we, we, we see other players in the game that are targeting more advanced, more uh, sophisticated users. And we just don't believe that the small business space is prime for that right now. Um, so, Craig, you nailed it on the head. Awesome. 
And one of the other areas, and I know it's intentional, naming the company margin uh, that I see within small businesses. I coach a lot of CEOs, big, small, medium, but especially in the small business side, I see one of the tragedies of the the economy, which is, hey, I'm a small business owner. I'm getting so busy working, I forget to make money. Uh, and there's so many ways uh, to create margins, uh, not just with the market and the market maker itself, but more importantly, within the context of financial oversight, being able to understand where and how to be uh, effective with our dollars and with the financing dollars and with the leverage dollars and with the cash flow dollars. Uh, there is a timing and a risk tolerance involved in oversight, financial oversight of small businesses. And I think a lot of times small business owners, especially don't see the trees through the forest and they're so busy working. And trust me, there's nothing, nobody's working harder than a small business owner. Uh, the hours are incredible. You know, I tell people all the time, dude, you don't make $50,000 a year. You're working three jobs. You make $15,000 for three jobs. It's not worth it. Let's look at your margins. What are some of the things that you've learned over the years in this aspect of financial oversight for small businesses to create greater margins so that people aren't so busy working and they forget to make money. Yeah. So uh, you, you pointed out, you kind of took it to the step that I was going to, which was um, I, my background is primarily in tech startups. And earlier in my career, I was with traditional SMBs and um, they, they kind of share that concept of you got to wear a lot of different hats, right? Um, maybe you have a chief of staff at your tech startup. Maybe you have an assistant at your hardware store, um, whoever it might be. Um, but you, you know that you're wearing those CFO hats, CEO hats, CMO hats all at once. Uh, and one of the things, one of the tenets of the platform is that um, what we're seeing is traditionally financial models, budget models, anything finance related in small business sits in the background. And you never have a reason or an impetus to really look at it. And then you find out six months later, 12 months later, and hopefully not two years later, that you missed the mark. Um, and the point of margin is to actually surface the insights in advance, long, long, long in advance. So you don't have to keep your eye on anything. We're going to send you notifications, emails. We're going to say, hey, your gross margin is, is a little thin compared to industry benchmarks. Uh, and this is what you can do to broaden it. Your customer acquisition cost is too expensive. This is what you can do to decrease it. So those are, that's exactly what we're trying to do in order to basically... Um, get through the weeds, but do the job for the founder, for the owner, so that they don't have to do it on their own. Yeah. Uh, and what we're seeing is what's really cool is that Margin actually has a few different features that we haven't highlighted much, but there's collaborative features in there. There's obviously forecasting features. Everyone has come to us, literally every single user pretty much has come to us and said, we don't care as much about the quick spin up of the model or the maintenance over time. We appreciate the time savings, but that's not what we need. What we need is for someone to punch us in the face and say, you small business owner need to be paying attention to your gross margin, your CAC, your other KPIs, so on and so forth. So we're getting a lot of great feedback and we're building for exactly that. You guys are clearly on to something. Uh, you have an aura about you. I want to acknowledge you for that. It's contagious. <laughs> and I'm a fan. I did my homework. And I know that, just like you said, you've been involved in many startups and so forth. But you're also a former military commander uh, and semi-pro athlete. So you obviously have that discipline in you. How important is it to you to cultivate that disciplined culture with the company that you're building now? So for me, it's actually it's a little less on the discipline side. I would say discipline is a component what I took away from my experiences ultimately was perspectives. So I find a lot of people, for example, let's say 
Um, they choose to travel and travel for long periods of time. They choose to live on the edge. They want, they want, they're, they're not risk averse. They want to do different things and exciting things maybe, or things that they find exciting that others may not rather than stay at a nine to five, living in the same place for 20 years, working at the same place for 20 years and doing all the same stagnant things. Um, I've been exposed to a lot of different perspectives in my life, uh, all the way from, as you mentioned, military, semi-pro football, child of divorce, uh, family with addiction issues in it that we speak about uh, proudly, um, uh, moved across the world multiple times, uh, started businesses, so on and so forth. So for me, and I tell everybody this is, uh, whether you're struggling or you're at the top of your game, having another another perspective in there is always super useful because you're in your own bubble. It's actually one of the reasons that David and I linked up is because Dave, I've looked up to David for a long time. Um, and, uh, and he would give me a perspective that I couldn't possibly get anywhere else. So one of the, one of those components is absolutely discipline and discipline is super, super important, but hearing from you guys is way more. And by the way, in case everybody didn't know, David's kind of a big deal in the world. Um, I chatted with a buddy of David's this week and then kind of knew that I was going to, but, uh, your buddy, uh, Yarona surround David is, yeah. uh, is an advisor for, uh, several different firms out there and organizations and he's doing amazing amazing work and i just had the fortune of kind of bumping into him virtually uh through through a contact so that was fun yeah blessed that is true and what makes it really fun is craig siegel looks up to me too because he's one of the few people that are he's shorter than i am and so he has to look up to me <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming <laughs> he, 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 knew, he knew it's coming. So when, when uh, Craig and I get together in the city, I'll uh, I'll have to give him a little jab about that. He, he looks much bigger. He much bigger on screen. Anyway, uh, speak, speaking up, uh, speaking of looking up to people, mentorship is critical in what you do. In uh, the three a- aspects or values or capabilities of margin that I see from people who know you and people that participated uh, with you, is that it's not only you know, giving the instruction, what I call mentorship, you know, uh, allowing us to give directions to where we've been before. But there are two other subjective aspects and values that margin gives. And one is coaching, bringing the best out of people. Uh, Obviously, confidence and inspiration are two key things that you bring out within your business of a very challenging, frightening, uh, frictional, uh, conflictual business uh, when you're in a small business. Um, But Beyond that as well, being able to uh, allow us to teach, you know, there is a lot of businesses that coach or mentor you, but they're not able to communicate effectively or articulate what to do. Like you said, what really fascinates me is preparing someone to go to speak to a bank or to raise money or to to be able to sit down in an audit or to even sit down with their own accountant to discuss, you know, what am I looking at here? And so can you uh, give us a little bit of insight on a few more of those attributes of coaching, speaking and mentor, I mean, coaching, teaching and mentorship? Yeah. So first off, while we're all here and we all build businesses, primarily, probably, probably a lot of our listeners right now are in it, obviously, to make money. But a lot of us want to do good in the world. And margin is one of those. And it was born out of our mission to help small businesses that we've been a part of. So we felt that pain of asking for a loan from a bank officer, uh, raising VC money, whatever it might be, or speaking to angels and and not having that confidence in the numbers, right? A lot of us watch Shark Tank. How many times do they get grilled for their numbers and people don't come prepared with the numbers? 
Uh, margin doesn't want to just tell you, hey, the number is this. It wants to say, hey, this is how net income is uh, calculated. This is how EBITDA is calculated. This is what it means for your business. These are the implications, so on and so forth. A lot of people hear these uh, acronyms all over the place, right? LTV, KPI, CAC, so on and so forth. What do those all mean? Some are applicable to set the software world. Some are absolutely not. Some are more applicable to hospitality, brick and mortar, so on and so forth. So um, we want to imagine if you were, let's say, using QuickBooks and QuickBooks actually explained what a journal entry was and how that affects your business. That's what we want to do throughout the whole process. We're doing that. Um, it's not all that revolutionary. We're just taking an angle of let's teach our users more than just offering them something off the shelf. Now, separate from that, also, I'll expand a teeny bit, is we're building that into the actual user experience, the design of the platform. What we did was we kind of brought back that old wizard from the 1990s. When you come onto, onto Margin, you don't have to figure things out for yourself. We're going to walk you through the whole process, take you about five to 10 minutes, and at the end, you have your budget model ready 100%. Uh, and so along that wizard, as we're intaking certain data points, we're going to teach you about how those data points affect your, your cash flow over time, your projections, and your growth. Uh, and that's what we're that's what we're striving to do. Yeah, this is awesome. I just want to acknowledge you. I love what you guys got going on. You, you're able to simplify it for people who may not be so understanding of that. And it's also very educational at the same time. So for anybody that's looking to get into this and basically simplify this type of stuff, it's a no brainer. Appreciate what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Check out Appreciate Yanni. He's me, at mrgn.ai, margin.ai. Yanni Rubin, Kim personally as well, he's here to be a service of value. That's why we brought him into our community. And next time you'll see him live here at SoFi Stadium with me in my amazing studio and offices here. Thank you for joining me, Yanni. Thanks, Dave. Take care, Yanni. Awesome. Take care, Craig. All righty. Next up is an incredible entrepreneur who you actually met yesterday. Uh, he is someone that I have invested in, not only financially, but invested in uh, with my mind, my body, and my soul, because this guy is a killer entrepreneur. His vision uh, is extraordinary, and you're going to see a lot of him. He is young, he is powerful, and he's successful. His name is Devin Johnson, and he's the CEO of Connected with a K, K-E-N-N-E-C-T-E-D.org. You got to check him out. He is incredible. So uh, please uh, welcome here, and he's in my offices in a different part of my office, obviously. Uh, oh, Devin yeah. Johnson, welcome to Office Hours. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Craig. Looking forward to spending some time together and, and, and hanging out and having a good time. You know, you are a learner. You, you We talked about my new commercials that are going to be coming out, being more interested than interesting. Dave Meltzer, the, more, the world's most interested man. And as I get to speak with you and get to know with know you so much better i'm almost thinking about handing off my campaign to you because <laughs> you are you are so humble and have so many questions and yet you have built a company in indianapolis of over 100 employees you have millions and millions of dollars i think your one company makes over 30 million dollars uh you are a great father and a, and a great husband uh when i talk about empowering others to empower others i talk about dj devin johnson you know, where, 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 where this philosophy come from? You know, I don't find it as often as I want in young entrepreneurs, uh, but you have such an open mind and humility to you. Where, where does that come from? Yeah, you know, take it back to high school days when I, I was put under a lot of pressure and a lot of adversity. You know, I was faced with a challenge where my mom and dad never lived in the same household. 
and my sister got diagnosed with with cancer and my dad just he, he came out had a heroin addiction he, he admitted that he has a, a serious problem and was gone for like over a year right and my mom is stuck with my sister fighting cancer inside of the hospital and you know the adversity of i have to learn i have to get in rooms and i have to put food on the table for for the family uh started at a young age and with that being said you know pressure you know makes diamonds and and as i've grown grown into uh an entrepreneur a leader and someone that you know wants to make a huge impact uh i've learned it's all about give 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 expect nothing in return and, and great things will happen yeah this is awesome. I agree with the philosophies and I just want to acknowledge you and let the audience know that I personally use Connected. It's a great platform. And, and one of the things that really had me gravitate towards you and what you guys are doing is your guys' philosophy is relationships first. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. It's in everything. It's in my branding. Um, I've literally almost finished up a book, uh, how to make your network. And then that's an, a philosophy of just give expect nothing in return, as I just said, but more importantly, follow up with the relationships. When I first met David, we were on a TV show together and I said, I'm going to get into his inner circle. I'm going to figure out how I can add value. And I'm going to figure out how I can make a bigger impact with what David was doing. And uh, I went all out. I mean, I was on the phone with Jake the next day after we left and had him into Indy. And we went out to obviously SoFi to hang out. I mean, you know, I went all out. I'm relentless. Right. And and that's the summary of that book is be relentless, but don't always be there for a handout. You know, you can't you can't expect everything in return, but be relentless in the passion of getting into the right room, getting into the right circle and good things will come. Yeah, I you want to get into the right. You want to get in the right circle, bro. Just lean back a little bit, and then your head will be within the circle of the Samsung multi-screen, <laughs> the billion-dollar screen. Yeah. There, now you're in the right circle. All right. Yeah. And once baby. again, proving it's not a green screen. We're just that cool, me and Devin. Uh, Siegel could have stayed an extra day, but he is serving so many people in New York City. Let's talk about uh, lead generation. You know, mm -hmm. it's a very important component mathematically to facilitating value is the more people that are in our net work, the more our net works. And that's where that book yeah, comes yeah. from. And you are a master in the backbone of digital marketing and lead generation, uh, learning so many lessons since we first met uh, with Connected in 2018. Here we are four years later as the leader in your space and you're looking at leading in other spaces as well. But an automated lead generation system, especially in the most valuable place for me, LinkedIn marketing, has extraordinary ROI. What are some of the secret sauces that you have found to allow you to be so successful in this space that Craig Siegel and David Meltzer both are utilizing and investing in you and the company? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so guys, I, it's about being intentional, right? And, and not saving the sales pitch, right? In lead generation and marketing, you have to get the attention. I never want to take away from you do have to catch our eyes. You have to we have a short attention spans, but especially when it comes to LinkedIn marketing, you have to be intentional why you're reaching out to that person, where you see you can add value and save the sales pitch from the inbox. It is not about what can I sell them inside the platform. It's about how can I get them off the platform and serve that individual. And in lead generation in general, that concept is missed a lot, right? How many times have we all gotten the, the email, the text message, or seen the ad that's like, buy my product, 
right? Especially in the B2B world, it's how are we making an impact? Why are you being reaching out to that individual and or the organization? Like what impact can you guys make together? And lead generation needs to be positioned that way in order to have long-term success because what's coming down the pipe, I don't know anyone listening and that'll run across this knows this, but third-party cookies in 2023 are going away. So a lot of individuals that are, are listening to this, we're marketers, we have marketing departments. Guys, that means your customer acquisition cost is going to 5 or 10x most likely, right? And, and with that being said, you have to use first-party data solutions. That's what Connected is, right? hate to just like shamelessly plug myself, but that's the market I'm in. I'm in the market of first-party data, being intentional, driving real value and real relationships. And, and the legisl legislation is pushing that as well. They don't want the, the, the random ads that can follow you around. The days of hitting a website and getting a, an ad served to you are on the end, of, on the brink of being you know done and dead, right? So you have to be shifting into the mindset of, of real relationships, real community, and being real intentional. This is great. Devin, I think you're awesome. And Dave, you talk about frequencies a lot. It's no surprise, but you guys hit it off and he's obviously doing some great stuff. He's all about giving first and, and providing value. Devin, there's so many different platforms out there these days. Uh, I'm just curious, how come you focus intentionally on LinkedIn? Yeah, it's very simple. I mean, the business world lives and thrives on LinkedIn. You know, you don't see Susan's fourth birthday on LinkedIn for a reason. That community is there to level up, network, land the next job, land the next opportunity, and share how their businesses are making an impact across the world. And, and with that being said, you know, I was in digital marketing before I started Connected. I don't, I don't know. A lot of people don't know that, that piece of me, but I ran a company called Mission to Market with my co-founders. And anyone we ran across, we would build them a website. We would do an SEO campaign. We would do what they want us to do, but then they'd be like, well, I'm not getting the conversation with the right person, right? We're not getting the leads. We're not getting this. We're not getting that. I was like, man, what platform just has the no gatekeeper? What, who, who has, you know, who, who can get right to the individual? It's LinkedIn, right? And so we, we went all in on LinkedIn and, you know, I'm very into their philosophy of community first and you're, you're one connection away from making a, you know, a greater, a greater cause and, and being a bigger version of yourself. And I really want to simplify that for that premium user on the LinkedIn side, right? The, the sales navigator users, you know, they, they buy sales navigator and have no clue how to actually make their network work for them. Right. And so we want to simplify, save time and simplify that opportunity in that process. Love it. Makes total sense. You know, one of the ways I qualified uh, Devin is I always ask him, hey, man, what would you rather have, 10 million TikTok followers or 1,000 LinkedIn ambassadors, right? And without blinking, he's like, oh, Dave, I'd rather have 1,000 LinkedIn ambassadors. And when you look at the amount of money that it takes to build a community of 10 million TikTok followers, comparatively what Devin can do with Connected and other things that he do, it does to build 1,000 ambassadors on LinkedIn, uh, the ROI on that, the quantitative analysis is, is amazing. Um, what are some of the challenges that people face on LinkedIn? I know on our side, there's a great ROI in using Connected in what you do. Uh, mm -hmm. But what are some of the challenges that maybe 
the normal middle-aged mutant turtle like David Meltzer that's running multiple businesses don't really understand when they're trying to do it on their own with LinkedIn that they're not getting certain things or paying for things that Connected already takes care of. What are some of you know those key components that Connect is address that provides the extraordinary value that you're doing with Craig and I? Yeah, so with the network side of it, your second, your third degree, your first degree, and for the listeners that have no idea even what I'm talking about, guys, that's the degree of separation from your network on LinkedIn. First degree is your friends, people that follow you. Second degree is a friend of a friend. A third degree follower is a complete stranger. So. First and foremost, Connected's going to save time by not manually having to reach out to your first, second, and third degree. All right, so we're going to save that time by our process, working as a human in your background. Think about it as if you handed off your computer and your LinkedIn login to your executive assistant, and every day all they did was work for you to build your, your ambassadors on LinkedIn, build your network, and build opportunities. That's what Connected's doing for you with our artificial intelligence and our our algorithms and our process that we've built within the tool. But outside of it working for you, we also integrate into every major tech stack, right? So we do not think that we're a superior platform. You only have to use us for your marketing solution. We pick the name Connected because we're not just connected in your network, but we're connected in your marketing strategy, your marketing plan, and your overall process, right? We understand LinkedIn is confusing, and that's the third piece where we step in. So we streamline and give you the education that's needed. You know, we have over 80 videos of just how to use LinkedIn properly, build real relationships, and be able to drive real revenue for the business world. This is awesome. So many cool things going on, and you've already done so much. What about Connected right now excites you the most? Yeah, well, with the change in the marketplace, I mean, it's like, you know, Bruce Almighty in the movie where he clears all the traffic. <laughs> baby we're we're clearing the traffic and and i do believe the market is about to contract as well i think we're upon the big r word uh and i'm loading up the 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 bleachers baby i'm i'm loading up cash i'm loading up the next process i'm loading up tech partners and when the market goes to contract and the marketing world screwed up because of third party cookies the first party's in baby and i'll be the first end to end solution right so what excites me the most is the the future with my tech partners and, and relationships like David Meltzer, uh, but most importantly, educating the world of what's coming, right? Uh, no one even know that bill got passed and it was over a year ago that it got put in place and marketers are just asleep at the wheel and I'm going to disrupt the marketplace. You know, I have a, so I have my main book coming out, how to make your network. And then I have a book just on third party to first party. Right. And it's something to be called something like we ate your cookies or, or something like that. You know, I'm going to do a play on words, but I'm going to get it out before Q4 and, and really position connected as an authoritative leader in the space of how do I go first party? How do I stay ethical and how do I have a full end end solution? That's what's got me excited. Um, I do have to mention I have a very fast growing team and I, that also excites me. So one of my core values is lead from the front. And so I see these leaders just growing within my organization. And that is super exciting and, and humbling to watch, you know, 10, 20, 30 leaders just stand up and, and really go to the next level and, and take this company uh, through its different phases. Great answer. And you use the word disruptor and you absolutely are, brother. Excited to watch what, what unfolds. Yeah, I appreciate we, it, Greg. We, we share that favor in uh, 
building leaders. So, and you are definitely one that I love to help however I can build you as a leader. You got those big stands behind you to fill. So we got plenty of seats to fill. We're going to do it. Thanks for joining me at SoFi Stadium live in the office next door to me here at SoFi with office hours. The incredible Devin Johnson, djconnected.org with a K, K K-E-N-N-E-C-T-E-D. Change the way you look at things. The things you look at will change, especially with LinkedIn. This guy's on top of it. Check him out. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Thank you, team. Appreciate it. Great to meet you, Devin. (laughs) See you soon. All right. Our cleanup hitter for the day is here, and she is incredible as usual. There we go. You'll love her name, Craig, because uh, Cheryl Utah. This is uh, Craig, not so tall. Uh, and um, Craig, hey, Cheryl, great to meet you. And, and just for the record, Dave and I are the same height. Not a chance. I'm at least a quarter of an inch taller than him, and that's with my hair way down. Uh, but anyway, founder and CEO of Joppa Health. Uh, J- J- Joppa Health. Sorry, I think that's how I pronounce it correctly. Joppa, and, you had it right. Cool. And, you know, obviously Joppa, I should have known better. Sorry, because this is uh, an extraordinary health through meditation. And you're looking at someone who meditates every day for a minimum of 20 minutes a day for the last 16 years. But 16 years ago in one day, if somebody would have asked me about meditation, I would have told them, why would I meditate? I'm super successful. I don't have time to meditate. Meditation is for people that are sick, broke, living on their mom's couch, dreaming about what they want. I grew up with nothing. I made it all happen myself. And meditation is a waste of time. I want you to talk to the old Dave Meltzer, not the 16-year veteran of quantum healing and theta meditation and other types, but the guy who made millions and millions of dollars on his own uh, and was interfering with his true potential and creating limitations that he had no awareness of. I want you to talk to me about why should I use this meditation app if I'm that closed-minded arrogant, ignorant individual I used to be? Well, um, I think that you said enough things about meditation to make it pretty obvious, uh, right? Because when we don't meditate, then we're stuck in the default mode of lack and limitation, right? Separation, scarcity that so many of us have. But Joppa Health is a lot more than meditation. So Joppa Health is a platform for holistic health that integrates all modalities. So we have everything from nutrition to sleep to relationships detoxification, and even vision, not including the basics like, you know, hydration and movement. Um, And so it is meditation. And actually, Joppa, are you familiar with the Joppa practice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) name, right? Last guest I saw you had on, Devin, talked about the name and the meaning of the name of his business. And Joppa, I think, is very appropriate for the, the, the meaning of this business, which is that health is a practice. Health and, and and positivity and higher attainment in life. It's a practice and we're doing it every day. And everything we do, we're making a choice. And if you're meditating, you're most likely making more conscious choices. So of course, if you want to have higher attainment in any aspect of your life, whether that's your fitness, your energy, your relationships, or your professional career, the more conscious you are, right, the better decisions you're going to make. So if you're talking to that person that's like, eh, I don't need meditation because, you know, I just don't get the point, right? Like why sit and be quiet? It's because we make better decisions when we're clear. And that applies to everything in your life. Every moment is a decision, right? Does this enhance my vitality or does this diminish my vitality? Does this get me closer to my goals or does this 
block me in some way. That every minute is a decision. So that's what I would say about meditation is it'll just help you make better decisions moment to moment. Where, where were you 17 years ago to explain that to me? I, I was going through the same thing. I was going through the same thing that you were going through. So we have some similarities. <laughs> I lost it all too, David. Oh. I lost it all too. But you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it forced me to evaluate what's important. And it also forced me to evaluate um, my identity because I was very much attached to those things, to the material stuff, right? That was like my my own personal self-image was attached to it. So losing it forced me to call all of that into question. So Absolutely. I became a better version of myself because of it. And you and I share such a similar experience. I love it. Go ahead, uh, my too tall friend. I was just going to say, like, we're all about life happening for us, not to us, right? So we had to go through those trials and tribulations so that we can really get clarity on what's important and then how to do it the right way. I know you're all about energetic potential, Cheryl, and mm -hmm. I love this stuff. And I used to be skeptical of a lot of this spiritual stuff because it's beyond my senses. Um, but after a really interesting experience about seven, eight months ago regarding a tumor and then a marathon, I can't talk about this stuff enough. For the audience listening, like, how important is it to be able to to get calm and to kind of focus on what the programming is in our subconscious? Because that's what most of it is. People just aren't aware so that we can, as you said, block out that interference, like Dave likes to say, about scarcity and lack. And we can make ourselves available for all the that's abundance right. there. That's right. I learned something interesting this week, actually, because I'm also always studying the senses and these types of things, right? And I learned that the ear is three times more sensitive than the eyes. So we tend to think that what we see is the highest reality, right? And so if you're able to close your eyes and attune yourself to your other senses, you can actually access more of your intuition and more of your higher knowing when you block out your vision. And that's just one of the aspects of meditation, right? So when we're talking about tapping into our energetic potential, that's one way that meditation can help you do that because you start to amplify your other senses. Right? And, oh, sorry for everyone, but you know, you, something that's so intriguing to me is that health is a, a practice and meditation, obviously a vehicle to that practice that allows for, as you call awareness or intuition, but it also mm -hmm. is a vehicle of intellect and inspiration. And a lot of people uh, through my experience and journey, which is very similar to yours, was the understanding of, you know, utilizing meditation at first, since it is a practice, a health practice, to just sit still. And then it became a practice yeah. of being quiet. And then now, you know, utilizing theta meditation, which is a vibration or frequency type of modality within the context of meditation to elevate my awareness. It actually is more than just practicing being quiet. It became uh, practicing transcending information uh, from the period of time when I call my unwinding routine until I awake at four in the morning to understand the information or the download of the access that I receive while I'm sleeping when my conscious and my ego is not edging goodness out of what I'm doing when I'm consciously able to gather and utilize data that's downloaded to me. Uh, I know Craig said, you know, and he's at a different stage uh, of for me. I'm at a stage of through me. And utilizing the multitude of data that aggregates in your meditation app and understanding the modality and practice of meditation and health 
how can your app help uh, motivate or cohere to the transition and the evolution that meditation allows us, not only within the context of intuition, but intellect and inspiration? Thank you for asking that question, because that's that's the meat of uh, what Jop is all about, which is really helping people understand what creates true health and vitality. So we, we are an educational platform. So we are data and content to power health. And the, the content is really education. So what you just said is like really awesome. And I totally get it because I'm embodied in that same theta practice, right? Like I do those same type of practices. But to somebody that's not familiar with that, it just sounds like a whole bunch of words, big words. They're like, what does that even mean? So we'll educate them on what is the different frequencies that happen in the brain, right? What is the gut brain axis and why is it important to access that? What is your nervous system and how do you regulate it? Because that's really the energetic system, which is how all of your senses process information. Right? And that's part of the being still and self-regulation and breath work. And so we assess people through a process of 140-ish questions. And then we illuminate where in their life they need help with the most. So we really shine a light for them on where they're struggling the most and what's blocking them. And in a lot of times, people don't even know. I didn't know. And it took me a long time and a lot of self-discovery. So we accelerate that for people by asking the right questions and then educating them along the way on what are those things, those whether it's meditation or nutrition or having strong boundaries in your life, sleep hygiene, whatever those things are, we illuminate them for them and then we educate them. Not just say, this is how you're going to feel. You're going to feel like you can clear and receive downloads, which is awesome. But we'll, <laughs> but we'll educate them about the science, right? Like, what is the neuroscience? And it's micro learning. So it's short videos and it's educational mostly. So educational and actionable, but mostly it's education. And I think that there's a huge opportunity to educate people on how the body works and how the mind works. And that to me has been very obvious in my experience because I had a large wellness center in L.A., saw over 40,000 customers when I owned that business. And it was, it was very obvious that people just don't even know how their body works. They don't know where their organs are. They, you know, they don't know how different types of breath work affects them. So we have a, a great opportunity to educate people on how all these awesome self-regulation modalities can really empower them. And that's what Joppa Health is all about, is empowering people. Yeah, this is great stuff. Speaking my language. What was it for you when you really had that aha moment that you were really into all this stuff, specifically the breath work and all this stuff? Because I know usually there's a moment in time for everybody when they really start to buy in and then they see all the abundance and all the changes manifest. So it, there were some spontaneous awakenings along the way, but it was definitely a progression. I was very sick. So at the same time, guys, that I lost everything financially, I also was dealing with a health crisis. So I had like that classic dark night of the soul, like multiple crises at once. And so that moment for me came when I had my first out-of-body experience in a Shavasana, in a yoga practice. So for those that don't know, at the end of every yoga practice, there's a period of silence and stillness where you just lay down and you really integrate all the benefits of the practice. And I had this very theta-like out-of-body transcendent experience. And from that moment on, I was fascinated with understanding like what just happened? Where did I go? Like, how did I leave my body? What, why is this happening? And, and how can I understand it and recreate it and, and uh, explore it even further? Yeah. 
it's probably the best epiphany uh, of my life. And I love the fact that you and I both share that perspective. I always say accountability is what did I do to participate in the perception? And what am I supposed to learn for that? And the perception of losing everything and being at ground zero or the basement, my basement, I always said had a basement, uh, but we come out and protected and promoted by the source uh, that we're connected to and through. And you're just a testament to that. What I love beyond being a testament to that is creating an app that allows people to share in that experience and to share in the practice of Japa, the practice of meditation and the practice of health. Uh, everyone, you have to participate in this with your perception. Uh, the founder and CEO of Japa Health, and her name is Cheryl Utah, with my friend Craig Siegel, not so tall, and myself, we certainly appreciate you being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I appreciate it too, and, and the, the good Come work back. you're doing to spread all this this uh, information. Cheryl, Thank you so much. Come back on. We have other shows for you. We'd love to share some more. Thank you. I'd love to go deeper too. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, Cheryl. Bye, guys. Have a great bye, day. Bye. Awesome. Hey, I just got to share a quick experience, not about your height. Um, so I, I have booking notes for these and I'm always on my younger uh, associates about looking down and not using their common sense. You know, they're at the airport and they're looking down at their phone on how to get out of the airport. I said, you know, people have been getting out of LAX for almost 100 years by looking up at the signs, not looking down at a phone. And it's amazing. You make the wrong turn at an airport, it could cost you 20 or 30 minutes. And being a time freak of an OCD type of nature it's not very fun to be around when people are looking down. Look, I've studied Joppa. Like I, I've since Wayne Dyer exposed me years and years ago to Joppa meditation in Joppa. But yet in my notes, they have the wrong pronunciation. And I'm looking at the word Joppa and I pronounce it right the first time. And then I see, you know, blindly like the young associates I have, I just read up Joppa and I'm like, oh gosh, do as I say, not as I do. That's the lesson for the day. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, what's your takeaway for the day? Not so small. I mean, tall. You know, I, to be honest with you, I enjoyed every single guest, specifically Cheryl, obviously, because that's something that I'm really excited about right now. Uh, but just to mix it up a little bit, our first guest, Yanni Rubin, I think it's really special what they're doing with margin because what it does is for the small business owners out there or the people that can utilize a CFO, but they just don't have the knowledge or, or know where to begin. Uh, I think this can really make a big impact for them and also educate them at the same time. You know what my takeaway is, and this is true about me and you as well, is that, I mean, you're talking about a very diverse industrial difference between Yanni, who's obviously, you know, the intermittent CFO compliance, overseeing financial uh, abilities of small businesses. And then you have Devin, the young entrepreneur, building out the LinkedIn marketing and digital marketing lead generation. And then, of course, someone who's easy to resonate with us, Cheryl Utah. Uh, you know, she is obviously at the same exact frequency, although the disparate industrial differences in jobs, careers and industries that they exist in, all of them were connected to and through. Like I felt, you know, very connected uh, frequency and vibration wise to them all. Like I felt really good when they were talking and what they do. And although they do different modalities and practices of health, intuition, intellect and of course, inspiration. 
they're definitely all on the same frequency, which is an awareness of mine of being in the right neighborhood, my neighborhood being the frequency and having the right neighbors with options, opportunities and touches of favor. And I'm so glad to have you as my neighbor on office hours on paradigm shifts on Saturday, normally at 7 a.m. Pacific time. Sometimes we mix it up, but we're not going to miss because you and I are consistent, persistent pursuers of our potential. We don't miss when it comes to the paradigm shift. We'll be there Saturday, somewhere around 7 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, again, Mr. Siegel, I want to tell you how proud I am and how happy I am that you keep showing up for me, through me, as a friend, a neighbor of mine. And you're out in California, you're in New York, you do the shows. I just want to say thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you, even though you're one of the smallest human beings I've ever met. I love you so much. Uh, I, I really, really value our relationship, our friendship. You've been there for me numerous times. And the best part about all of it is, Dave, it's just the beginning. You got it, man. Progress, not perfection. Craig Siegel joining me on Office Hours. Thank you so much, Craig. All right, everyone. This is not a green screen. This is my office, and I'm one of the most blessed people in the world. I want to give a shout out to my daughter, who's 18 years old today. Marlena, I can't wait to celebrate with you when you get home and I get home from my office. Uh, we will blow out the birthday cake and the birthday wishes. Remember, the most valuable thing you can have is your health because you get as many wishes as you want. Every day is your birthday when you're healthy. If you're unhealthy, you only have one wish. And I wish you all the greatest health, wealth, happiness, and worthiness. Let's figure out together what we're doing to interfere with it by being more interested than interesting and being kind to our future selves. Keep doing those good deeds. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks.